Welcome and thank you for joining Something New, a bi-weekly musical theater cast where I, Joel B. New, invite an exceedingly talented friend over to my apartment, we chat a bit, and then we learn and record a brand new song, which we end up premiering right here for your listening pleasure. Today's guest artist earned her BFA in drama at NYU's Tisch School of the Arts, where she concentrated in musical theater at Cap 21 Conservatory and also double majored in broadcast journalism. A proud member of Actors' Equity Association, she enjoys traveling to the many places her career takes her, from large regional houses across the country to teeny tiny theaters in New York City and all in between. She's also mildly obsessed with performing new works and regularly participates in readings and workshops of new musicals and plays. She currently resides in Woodside, Queens with her piano man husband, Jason Lafredo, and fluffball kitty Gandalf the White... You were the second person to mention their cat in their bio. I when mean, she, <laughs> I, yeah. Which I love. When she isn't singing a show tune, odds are she is either out running an inappropriate amount of miles in prep for her next marathon or leading one of her eight weekly Weight Watchers groups in Manhattan. Obviously, I am talking about my dear friend, Melanie Can. Can. Melanie Can. Can. As in kick the. As in kick the. Yeah. Apparently, I've been mispronouncing your last name for all these years. You know, it's all good. People call me and I just answer. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's, it's Well, good. I just, you know, there's there's Madeline Kahn and there's Melanie. True, true story. My great-grandmother thought my name was Melina till the day she died. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Did she mispronounce your last name as well? I don't think she knew it. You know what I mean? <laughs> Poor grandma. Poor grandma. Yeah, it's all good. Well, on, on, a, on a brighter note, um, thank you for joining my podcast today. My pleasure, sir. Yeah. Uh, so I, I always like talking about how we how people meet each other, and you know, it's all about who you know and how you met them and whatnot. And, and how, did, how did we meet? How did we meet? It was a dark, stormy night now. <laughs> um, we met through your other half. I won't say better half, because you're both awesome. Oh, thank you. Uh, thank you. We met through, through Kevin. Through Kevin. Um, and I met Kevin through the JWS, Jen Waldman Studio, in the house. Uh, <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah, we met through Kevin. And, yeah, yeah. and, uh, and then, then we got to know each other. We got to know each other better. Yes. And, you know, I'm professing on the air that I am a fellow Weight Watcher. Yes. And so I get to, I have the privilege, the rare privilege of knowing Melanie as a person, as uh, as an everyday person, as, as a person of the stage, and as a person of the of the. Points plus. <laughs> points <system>. that pointer. <laughs> points plus person. I love it. Yeah. yeah. So um, so I get to see all your mini sides, which is one yes. of the reasons I wanted to invite you over. So thanks for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So just to dig right in. Yeah. So you know, uh, obviously, you you have a you you've done a lot of work in the in the arts, and so at, at some point you you chose to to go to Weight Watchers, mm-hmm. and there was a point down that road where you chose to become a leader in that community. So talk to me about that yeah. decision. Well, um, <clears throat> I, first of all, I signed up for Weight Watchers to lose um, 10 pounds for my wedding, and I'm putting that in quotes. There are air quotes. There are air yes. quotes happening. Uh, yeah, because I truly, you know, I knew something was off with the way I perceived myself and with the way the world perceived me. I didn't quite get it. Um, all I knew was, was that I was getting married and I was going to be a head to toe all white and I'm nothing if not vain. So I signed up for Weight Watchers, uh, thinking that maybe I'd lose 10 pounds, shock the heck out of myself and everyone around me when I ended up losing a little bit more than 40. Wow. 
so uh, and it, it really taught me that, you know, you think that you are this version of yourself. You think you know who you are. And you kind of don't. You know, you're capable of being whoever you want to be. You, I really, truly, truly, truly believe that. Um, anyway, I lost my weight on the program. Um, and Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you, thank you. Um, and it's funny because they asked me the day that I made goal if I wanted to come on staff. And I said, funny you should ask because I'm going to start weighing people like right now. How do I do this? Like I, I literally started working for the company the day that I made goal. Wow. Uh, yeah. So they approached you. Yeah, they approached me. Um, and I was, I fear commitment. Uh, <laughs> I was engaged for how many years before I finally married the guy? But anyway, um, I, uh, <clears throat> yeah, they, they had kind of been talking to me about being a leader and fast-tracking me, and I kind of said, you know, I want to get a feel for this. Like, I had just made goal. It happened faster than I thought it would. I wanted to get used to my surroundings, so I worked as a receptionist for a while, um, and I actually, I went to leader training. I bit the bullet. I said, you know what? I, I can affect people more. In, in front of a group, you know, in the whole room. And I love the group dynamic of things. So I went to a leader training uh, in June of 2009. Um, yeah, and I never looked back. Amazing. Um, and I, it, it's really kind of exciting to help people realize what I realized, that I could change this. Like, I could, I could be that person that I never thought I could be. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Does that change the way... Like casting tables see you? <laughs> it's funny. Uh, yes and no. Um, because I went through, you know, I, you know, I was cast as basically old ladies and nuns for the first wow. 28 years of my life. There you go. <laughs> uh, and I lost the weight. And then I was like, oh my God, I'm an ingenue. Yeah. I mean, you're Amazing. looking at me. Many, well, you, many of you out there don't know me, but I don't think I, I will ever be an ingenue. But you're gorgeous. Oh, thank you. It's just, you know, ingenue just isn't in my wheelhouse. So, uh, but I went through, um, I definitely went through this time period where I thought, where I thought I had to be the soprano. I thought that I had to be this thing. And it's funny because in the frame I am now, I actually feel more free to be myself Mm. than I did as a larger person. If you can believe that. I can. Does that make any sense? That makes total sense. And so as a... But now that you are a leader in the Weight Watchers mm-hmm. community, mm-hmm. how how does that, how does, I actually wrote it down, I'm just going to look Amazing. at it. Um, how, how does what and how you teach as a Weight Watcher leader translate to how you approach your work as a performing artist? Uh, really good question. Um, when we went to leader training, they talked to us a lot. Because basically what they do for Weight Watchers leader training, I guess the general public doesn't know this, they ship you off to like Weight Watchers leader training boot camp. Like you're Mm. shut off from the rest of the world for three days and you're in like a hotel conference room and you talk about all these different facilitation skills, you get your program um, information straight. Um, But they talk to us a lot about being in the moment and being an active listener um, and letting the member drive the meeting and let let the group drive the meeting. You're really good at that. Thank you. Um, but it's funny because as a performer, I, around the time I went to leader training, I also had taken some improv classes. It's the same thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I can walk into a meeting, and you've seen me do this, like, with my own agenda, we could be talking about, I don't know, activity, and somebody, you know, somebody brings up the fact that, you know, they're struggling with emotional eating, and you see me, I turn around, I turn off the flip chart, and I'm like, let's talk about that. Yep. You know? Um, because it's about, it's like a potluck. You know, mm-hmm. and it's all about serving what the member brings to the party, not us. I Does love that. that. The yeah, yeah. So that, and so, 
that in addition to you know your improv training you, you bring that same openness and, and willingness to to collaborate and and try on whatever the the room is telling you to yeah basically that, you know i i go with your flow and if i need to guide the conversation i will i kind of you know when listening to what people are saying i kind of think i, I kind of hear what you're really saying so i can move the discussion forward so it I could ask the right open-ended question so we can move it forward so that we can open it up to apply to the whole group. That's great. No, that, that makes absolute sense. Cool. Totally translates. Um, so you've got these two careers. Yeah. Um, do you see, obviously there, there's a partnership in the two. Do you, do you see them as equals or, you know, or, or do you see one as more a, a means to an, an end for the other or how do you, how do you look at them? Uh, it's funny you should ask because when I um, when I first started working for the company, you know, I was I was unhappy in my day job scenario at the time. I needed a new day job, and that's literally I was like flexible hours, working with people, sign me up, you yeah. know. And that's literally what I that what I was looking for when I started working for Weight Watchers. Um, and then I realized very quickly that it was a lot more than that. Um, and you know, I think that the two, as long as the two can peacefully coexist. I would like them to. Um, I think that the two take different forms at different times of, of course, my life. Of course, I think in a perfect, perfect world, I would be in a Broadway show. I would have like a Sunday morning group. I would do my group. I would go to the theater. Yeah. You know, I'd do my matinee. Put it out there. Yeah. That's I mean, what that's, this is for. Yeah, that, that's kind of like in an ideal world. I, I was. It's funny because I was looking at my current schedule. I'm like, wow, if I were to book a Broadway show, what, what groups could I keep? You know, I was like, wow. You know, I bet I could do my 5.30 group Aww. and make it to the theater by half hour, That's... right? <laughs> and, like, do my thing. Like, just things like that. I, I mean, I love all of my groups so much. Of course, um, I know you do. But, I, I, I mean, if the two could peacefully coexist, I would love them too because I, I do love them both, you know? And that's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's nice to, it's nice to, just to love what you do, you know, on, on both sides. Do Love what you do and do what you love. Who said that? I think VP Boyle might have said that or something to that effect. I don't remember. I, I like it. I like it. Speaking of words of wisdom, um, if any of my listeners are, are out there who are, are str- happen to be struggling with making healthy choices mm-hmm. out there, um, myself included, what what would be one of the first things that you'd recommend them to do action-wise? Well, uh, it's funny. You, you quote it as like healthy choices. I would first turn the question around to ask yourself, what is a healthy choice? Like, define a healthy choice. Because, you know what, I could sit here and I could tell you that there are cases when a really good chocolate chip cookie could be a healthy choice. Not nutritionally speaking, but, yeah, but... sometimes, you know what, we need we, we, we need a little bit of everything in our lives, right? So I'd first of all ask, like, remove the judgment and ask yourself, what is a healthy choice, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and a healthy choice changes depending on the... Yeah, day, depending right? on the, and on what you're going for. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I mean, so that's number one. Define healthy for yourself, right? And if it, and remove the judgment from the equation. So, you know, okay, so these are my choices. This is what's happened. This is where I'm at. Own it, right? Recognize it. This is where I'm at. Okay, now that I know where I'm at, I can actually begin to do something about it. Right. Right, because we just go so often. We go straight from the, I'm so unhealthy. I'm a terrible person point of view and that's not effective we if we don't know where we're at we can't we you know we, if we don't assess where we're at how can we move forward 
Um, and then what I would probably do is forgive myself, right? Mm-hmm. Allow that. Um, and then set small attainable things to work towards so that you're always setting yourself up for success so that it, you're always coming out on the winning side of the equation. Does that make sense? I love that. That yeah. totally makes sense. Yeah. And maybe eat an apple. I don't know. <laughs> and eat an apple. <laughs> or broccoli. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Um, so at this point, I um, I guess we should start setting up the song. Oh yes, Let's yeah, do it. yeah. Okay, yeah. okay. So so I roped Melanie into singing um, an oldie, which um, hasn't really been heard. Um, it's called "Must Be Nice," and it's it from... sure is nice. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, this is from my song cycle standalone, and um, what I've learned myself doing this podcast is you know i have these amazing people coming over which gives me the opportunity to write amazing music for them or that's the goal at least and um and so and i've looked at my current projects you know mckinsey and the missing boy rsvp to helen back and a lot of them are in these you know wonderful holding patterns because they're all about something is happening for each of them and so i didn't need to write anything new <laughs> necessarily <laughs> and so you know so that you know so uh, another goal of mine in 2013 was to look at this revisit this song cycle see what in it still works and and find out where the holes are you know and song cycles are very tricky you know because you know you've just you've basically got a theme and you know the songs need to complement that and you still need to find this arc uh to the piece as a whole but you can go to all these different places um, so there's a lot of freedom in, in a song cycle. And so, um, so I wrote this song as a duet in, um, early 2010 and I did a reading of it, um, back in 2010 and, and it went really well. Um, I forgot that I had this rewritten version and I'm thrilled that I did. <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, I already rewrote it. Thank goodness. We can just do it and yeah. find out what we've got. And so the song is about um, these two women, as you'll hear, who who are at- attending a wedding, and they're at the reception and whatnot, and they're just kind of taking it in with their you know cynical point of view, and and there's a journey. There's a journey. There's a journey. <laughs> and so you're gonna hear "Must Be Nice," sung by the incomparable oh. Melanie Can. And remember, if you like the song, it will be available for free download on my SoundCloud page. That is until the next podcast goes up. And if you'd like uh, to request sheet music, you may write me at joelbnew at gmail.com for free PDF. Aww. Yeah, it's fun. Um, let's see. Last last little shameless plugs. Make sure that you visit joelbnew.com. And do you have any kind of website? I'm developing one as we what? speak. What? How did I know that? How did you know that? Yes, it, it will be MelanieCan, K-A-N-N, dot com. Amazing. And there'll be lots of fancy things on there. There'll be fancy things on there, yes. Fancy menu headshots will be on there. <gasps> Who did them? Uh, Laura Rose did them. Oh, she's good. Very excited. Yeah, she's, very yeah good. she's lovely. So, and all kinds of fun things will be on there. Yay! Yeah. Well, uh, so, JoelMenu.com, MelanieCan.com. Uh, make sure that you have subscribed to this podcast and tell your friends. Tell your friends! <laughs> Our next episode will be Stephanie Joyner who is a Pilates instructor and was recently seen in Masterclass at Gallery Players. And so we're going to talk about that nice. stuff. We're going to talk about core. You're going to do the hundreds? During the interview, during, actually. Oh God, yeah. God. 
so it's gonna be great. Um, and last but not least, thank you so much, Melanie Can, for being here. Thank you for having me, sir. Of course, of course. Such a pleasure. Such a pleasure. Um, from my apartment in Astoria, this is Joel B. New and... Melanie Kim. Saying thank you for dropping by for something new. Something new! new. Wonder when this day will end and we'll be throwing rice. Been a couple for a few years. It'll last till maybe New Year's. But today they sure look happy. Must be nice. Time for cake, let's clap again. Watch them smear it on their faces. She sure looks happy Must be nice Doom before they even start I've read up on the statistics Some relationships come close Close but no cigar If somebody came along True, I'd probably enjoy it But I know it wouldn't last That's the way things are As man and wife Big surprise We're up and clapping He extends his arm She takes it Without thinking twice Dance to all the, the band, band.